I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. Recently, Congressman Hendrik Cuellar held a press conference in Mission. Some of the issues Cuellar discussed included language to protect La Lomita Mission and Santana National Wildlife Refuge, and the hiring of additional immigration judges, specifically in South Texas. Cuellar also said that he will propose language in the Border Wall Appropriations Bill to prevent the federal government from acquiring any privately constructed wall. If you look at everything that he's been looking at, that he's taken out, if he gets everything, you're talking about over $18 billion that he wants, uh, that he could have accessible, could have accessible uh, to that. I personally disagree with that. I think Article 1 of the uh, Constitution says that uh, that money, if we appropriate it, Congress should do that. Unfortunately, I think the Fifth Circuit and some courts have uh, gone with them, which I disagree, but uh, that's um, you know, one of the things that we're looking at. Um, also, at, at this last appropriations, as you know, I had previously added language to protect the, protect the Santa Ana Wildlife, the Benson uh, State Park, the Lomita Historical Park, uh, the National Butterfly Center, uh, SpaceX also, and this time I added historical cemeteries to protect uh, the, uh, the Jackson uh, Cemetery uh, or any other uh, uh, historical. So I added this other language in here. I also added language also that, uh, that Homeland should sit down with the local uh, jurisdictions uh, if there are community or environmental concerns. So we added uh, language there. Uh, as you know, originally the way we had the appropriation bill, we had this in the energy and water, military construction, defense and homeland. Uh, the language I and other members added said no funds would be used for the wall. Uh, that passed the House, it went over to the Senate, and you know what happened on the Senate side. Uh, the Senate Republicans uh, took that out. Uh, but, but again, this is the, um, uh, on, on the wall itself. I know we have the issue of the private wall. Uh, and you saw the court ruling that came out. Uh, I uh, will be uh, trying to put language uh, this uh, 2021 when we do the appropriation this year is to say that the federal government should, shall not take over any private uh, walls because I think what this person wants to do is build the wall and then sell it or give it or do something with the federal government. So we're trying to make a, a change on that. Uh, then I put some uh, major appropriation wins that I got. I don't want to go over all, all of them, but uh, we added money uh, for hiring more immigration judges. I want to see immigration judges in, uh, in Laredo. I want to see immigration judges in McAllen. Uh, and, you know, it's been hard to get them to. They always put them in other places, but I think areas like McAllen, Laredo should have uh, immigration judges. We also increased the census by $3.5 billion from last year because we want to make sure that we count every single person. So we added an additional $3.5 billion on that. Uh, fever ticks, you know, for some of the rural areas that we have, we added uh, monies, millions of dollars, to uh, prevent the problems with fever ticks, which we have down here uh, in, in, in the valley also. Uh, and then we went into some uh, other funding for uh, TRIO, Gear Up, Pell Grants, it'll you know, make sure there's money for UTRGV and other areas itself. Uh, so I go over some other amounts also. Uh, the MPP, as you know, uh, the, uh, the MPP, they have them in Laredo, they have them in Bronzeville. 
um, they are spending, if they stay with it a whole year, they're going to spend on just the, the tents or some of that areas in Laredo that put uh, tents, about $70 million per year uh, on tents. Uh, and again, we disagree. There's some numbers here as to how many people show up, how many people don't show up. And again, we understand the issue of, you know, is it safe for them to wait uh, in, in Mexico also. On immigration judges, as I mentioned, I put money there to hire uh, another 100 judges with staff. Uh, also, I also put language there about trying to get them court spaces so they don't just put them in New York, Miami, and other places, but we actually bring them down here to the border. Uh, NAFTA, as you know, we passed NAFTA. We're excited about that. Uh, we're waiting for the president to sign. I'm sure he's going to sign it. Uh, then we're waiting for Canada, but that should be a plus for the border, uh, communities, the valley, and the rest of the, of the border. In, in there, I asked, when we were doing the implementing language, I asked uh, Pelosi one thing, is that I wanted the reauthorization of the NAT Bank. As you know, the NAT Bank provides a lot of money on this side, on the other side uh, of the border, especially down here in the valley. And I have areas as to how much money they spend in this area, uh, El Paso and other places on that. But the North Development Bank was important, and in fact, the authorization. Uh, but we also added, I was able to add an additional uh, about 200, over $200 million uh, for the NAT Bank to put more capitalization in it. And on top of that, we're also adding another $300 million for the EPA, EPA to do border infrastructure. So there's over half a billion dollars in the, um, in the NAFTA 2.0 on the reauthorization NAT Bank. And like I said, that was the only thing I asked uh, Pelosi to make sure that we do that. Uh, the other thing is uh, I added some language on the appropriations uh, to ask GSA and Homeland to set up a border center of excellence. So whenever they're working on bridge projects, they can work together, streamline the process, because many times GSA does something, Homeland uh, does something. Uh, they might tell you they're working together, but I talk to different, you know, I talk to them, and we just want to streamline the process to make sure that we can prioritize and work on those uh, uh, bridge projects. On top of that, I also added language to ask the Department of Transportation to set up a border infrastructure uh, coordinator to make sure that they're able to coordinate uh, roads and work with the Met Mexican side on any border infrastructure. Infrastructure does not include the wall. There's are roads, 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 uh, and bridges itself. I also, uh, for, uh, take, uh, for um, uh, I also added language to add another 1,200 CBP officers, uh, the men and women in blue, uh, so we can have enough people here at the border and other places, especially as trade is going to be uh, picking up. Uh, uh, in there, in the money that we added, 104 million dollars. That's for 1,200 CBP officers and an additional 240 ag specialists for areas like the Port of Far and the other areas where you have a lot of uh, vegetables and produce. We need those ag specialists, so that will be an additional 240 uh, ag specialists also. I also added uh, $13 million to hire 200 new Border Patrol processing coordinators. What are those people? If you remember April of last year, when they took the men and women in blue and green to go work at the Border Patrol processing centers to do uh, paperwork, computer work, sandwiches, changing diapers, they took those people away from the bridges and you saw the long delays. So now we have a separate, a separate 
category of new people that will be doing this type of work, and there's going to be 200 uh, folks, so they don't have to take them from Border Patrol or from uh, CBP to do that. Uh, on top of that, we also added uh, uh, over $200 million for new border uh, for technology also, so we can have the latest uh, uh, equipment uh, that will be available also there. Uh, next session, I'm also uh, looking at, or should I say this, um, uh, new appropriations that we're working 2021, is if you ask the Mexicans what were the two most important things they wanted, one, they wanted NAFTA, number one, done, and we've done that. And the other thing, they needed our help to stop firearms, assault weapons, the big weapons, from going south. As you know, drugs come in north, and cash and guns go south. So what I'm doing there is to add monies and uh, so we can help stop guns from going south because about 80% of the guns that they get from the Mexican drug cartels are Americans. About 40% of those guns are Texans uh, from Texas. So we're looking at, at uh, uh, putting monies so we can stop guns from, the, from here uh, to go uh, south. Uh, that uh, basically is a summary of some of the topics, and I'll be happy to answer any questions y'all might have. USMCA, you mentioned it was a plus for the border region. Can you elaborate what specifically? Yes, uh, two things. One, uh, the stability and the increases in trade uh, are, are going to be tremendous. If you ask CBP, certain ports are going to be increasing from 3 to 5% a year. That means we're going to have more trucks uh, or more trains. Uh, so it's a plus for trade. And of course, that means we export, uh, whether it's ag or it's refined fuel uh, that we send down to Mexico. And of course, what they send over here, uh, a large percent of the vegetables that we consume in the United States, I think about 25% or 20% are Mexicanos. Uh, and therefore, this is a plus plus for both areas. Stability on that. Uh, and on top of that, it's a win for the border because I was able to get the reauthorization of the NAT Bank. As you know, the NAT Bank provides water, sewage type of uh, programs on the U.S. side and the Mexican side. We added over 200, new, uh, 200 plus million dollars to help recapitalize the, the bank. That means they can provide more assistance. And we added on top of that $300 million for EPA for border infrastructure projects. Uh, so that's over a half a billion dollars, new dollars that will be used for uh, border. On the U.S., uh, well, the 200 is for U.S. and Mexico on top of what they have already. EPA is only on the U.S. side for border things. So once it gets signed by the president, then, you know, I'm going to be working with the communities to make sure they go after those monies, whether it's from NetBank or the 300 plus million dollars for from EPA. Representative, you said you were going to put money uh, set aside for the prevention of firearms to, uh, going south. Can you elaborate a little bit on the, the measure, the action that we're... That yes. We're the, the two things Mexicans have asked us uh, to work on is NAFTA, which we you know pretty much have done, and number two is to stop the guns going south. 80% of the guns that they find with the drug cartels are American. 40% of those are Texan. Uh, so they're asking us to make sure that we help them stop the guns from going into Mexico because that's what uh, helps uh, create the violence that they're seeing over there and the death 
uh, the desk that they see over there. So we, uh, I'm looking at it, adding money uh, to make sure that we work with CBP, make sure we work with uh, uh, ATF and other agencies to stop uh, guns to, that illegally go into Mexico. So uh, drugs come north, what goes south is cash and guns. I've been to the ATF uh, regional office in San Antonio, and let me tell you, they got heavy-duty guns there. Uh, those are guns that they've stopped from going south over there. And, and uh, so we can still respect the Second Amendment, uh, but if you're trying to uh, smuggle guns into, into Mexico, that's something that we can uh, certainly have, uh, uh, help in doing. Our, our focus on the border has been what? Stopping bad people or bad things from coming in. But if we're going to be good neighbors, we've got to work with the Mexicanos to also stop the, uh, uh, the guns from going south. Um, uh, Attorney General uh, Barr is, uh, you know, as, as you know, has been meeting in Mexico to see what else we can do to work together. So I'm waiting to see what the recommendations uh, come in, uh, so we can work on uh, on, uh, on on the appropriations. As you know, it's going to move pretty quickly. You say that uh, trade is going to go up 3 to 5% on certain ports of entry. Is that just because of natural growth, or is there something specific in the USMCA agreement that is going to make it more advantageous to trade U.S. to Mexico and back forth? Well, I, I think it's a combination. Once you provide the stability, you're going to have that natural growth. But I think, as, as the mayor said a few minutes ago, you're going to have other countries, maybe even countries like China. They're going to say, okay, here's the trade agreement. Let's analyze this, because uh, it gives our region, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico, an advantage. And they're going to try to figure out how they can go into Mexico to see how they can work. Now, watch my, my words. You're going to see more of a China investment uh, over there, because it does provide a protection for this region. Uh, and, and so, th therefore, I think that will increase uh, because of those two particular reasons. Mr. Congressman, you had a uh, we're trying to prevent bad things from coming northward uh, to cross the U.S. border. S some of those people uh, trying to cross over are part of or are perhaps stuck as a part of the MPP, the, the Migrant Protection Protocols, uh, something that uh, NAFTA had caused in the 90s and 2000s was a surge of migration northward. Um, as people continue to flow upward and as uh, crime continues to be an, an issue in the northern border with Mexico, um, could you comment on uh, why uh, the northern part of Mexico could be an apt place to, to hold people? There was uh, some uh, people in Congress who went to Matamoros just today to try to get some, some people to cross over who need attention, uh, you know, to get health care and so on. So could you comment on, on uh, sure. those people who are Sure. And, and, and as you know, actually, the number of people coming in from Mexico has slowed down. In 2010, 90% uh, of all the people coming in into the United States were male adults from Mexico. Uh, now, of course, things have changed in the last few months, but let's say a few months ago, 73% uh, of those people were coming from Central America. So I, I wouldn't blame that on, on NAFTA, with all due respect. Uh, on it, there's just you know, different uh, pull factors uh, that are involved uh, there. But one of the things that we want to do is we want to work with Mexico to do more to help them fight the, um, uh, the violence that they have. 
I know that Vicente Gonzalez, Congressman uh, Gonzalez, and of course uh, my, my colleague uh, uh, Phil Vela, we're all on the same page that we want to make sure that we work with Mexico to stop the violence over there. As you know, historically Mexico has resisted from getting our help. I mean, if you look at the history, when the U.S. took 55% of the territory, they still remembered what happened in that war, so there's sensitivities and all that. But I've always said this, you know, if, you, if there's a fire, does it matter who that fireman is? I think you just want to put that fire out. So I'm hoping that the Mexicans will be a little bit uh, willing to work with us so we can provide that. I sit on the appropriations, you know, some years ago, and after the unaccompanied kids were coming in, K-Ranger, myself, we added $750 million to help Central America. So we can find the money uh, uh, to help Mexico, but if they don't want to take this money, uh, it's hard. I mean, it, it's, it, it makes it hard on us. So we try to, we got to figure out how we can work uh, with the Mexicanos on that. Uh, on the issue of the MP, uh, MPP, I think uh, both Vela, myself, and Gonzalez have all said that if somebody wants to ask for asylum, you know, if they can do it in their country, uh, we'd rather have them do, uh, do that. Uh, and I think uh, we were talking about filing legislation on that, all, all three of us. But the other thing is this, is the, you know, on the asylum, keep in mind on the asylum, uh, and this is according to immigration, the immigration courts, uh, you know, there's different figures out there. If you have 100 people that ask for asylum, 88% are going to be rejected, only 12% are going to be accepted. Those are the numbers, guys. Those are the numbers. So, uh, you know, so we got to figure out. Uh, we also have, uh, how do I say this gently? We also have offered to help the Mexicanos with the people over there, but they keep saying, we're okay. We'll take care of this people. And of course- Are you referring to the- to the Merida initiative? Uh, no, Merida, Merida was, uh, was, um, was security. What I'm saying in the appropriations, I have asked the Mexicans, if you want, there's two things that I've offered them, and they just don't want it. Uh, one is, do you need assistance with the folks on the other side? And they basically have said, no, quite honestly. The other thing is I've asked them, uh, uh, if you look at who's coming through your southern border, Mexico, you have people now from China, Vietnam, Chad, Nepal, name the country, they're all coming in. They're all coming in, and, and, and what we have offered is can we provide some resources so you can get those people um, and then send them back to their countries. They have not accepted that again. So again, there are certain limitations that we're dealing with the Mexicanos. Uh, they're a sovereign country, and we will help them to the extent that they want our help. And, and as you know, it's, it's a very difficult situation because they don't want to be seen as doing America's dirty work. I mean, quite honestly, I mean, you know, it's a sensitivity. Uh, but there are ways, I think, that we can provide more money uh, for security. Uh, there's uh, ways that we can provide humanitarian care uh, for them on the Mexican side if they accept it. And there are ways that we can provide assistance where if they get people from other parts of the world and they want to send them back, we can help them with that if they need our help. So I say this as a member of the appropriations uh, conversations I've had uh, that there's a lot of things we can do to help them. But we got to have a willing partner say yes.
Senator, uh, what's your, yes, uh, Congressman, yeah, don't, don't debate me. No, southern Mexico's southern border. Yes. The security. You slightly touched onto that. Are we doing, what are we doing specifically, directly or indirectly to, to yes. bolster that? In, in, in 2014, uh, Kate Ranger, myself, and Appropriations, we, had, we shifted over 80, 80, 85 million dollars to help Mexico with the southern border. At one time, Mexico was actually stopping more people than the Border Patrol was. Okay? Uh, then, after a while, somebody started calling rapists, murders, and all that, and then, ole, and people started coming in. Now we're back again. Uh, we are doing some things there, but again, there's a lot more we can do uh, to help them. But again, the situation belongs, it falls in the court of Mexico. I mean, if you talk to Vicente, Vicente has said, hey, there's security here. Can we have certain areas uh, to protect them, certain roads so we can protect? Those are easy things that we can work with the Mexicanos if they take our help. I mean, that's the bottom line. We can't force them to do it. There's a lot more. I mean, we're working with them. I want to make sure we understand we're working with the Mexicanos. But there's a lot more that we can do to help them. A lot more. I'm telling you right now, a lot more. Who can deal with that kind of problem? Because drugs are coming to to north. Uh, uh, weapons are going to south. Uh, produce is coming to United States, and that's good. But all those kind of problems, who is in charge of lead with these border problems? Because Mexican, Mexican is just a word. Uh, but uh, who can deal with that? Yeah, who is responsible in order to have a binational organism or some, or, or some entity who can deal with that? Right. And, and, and a lot of it just depends on um, what we can get them to do. For example, I'll give you an example. Um, Cabeza, Governor Cabeza de Vaca went up to Mexico, I mean to the D.C. I set up some meetings. He said, hey, look, I want to I do more. Can you help me? The, the Mexican federal government said, the Mexican federal government said, whoa, hold on. Relationships between the U.S. and the United States, I mean, the U.S. and Mexico, falls federal government to federal. Well, which is true. I agree with that. But if you have a governor, for example, that wants to do more, there's got to be a way to work with them. In fact, when I met with the U.S. ambassador, the new ambassador, I said, hey, look, you got a governor. He was up there. I said, you got a governor here, Cabeza de Vaca, that wants to do more. But, but again, the sensitivities are it's federal government to federal government. I was told that in Mexico, it's the federal government that deals with the federal government, which I know that. Uh, but still, I was trying to, I was trying to help because is that the, they don't know the border uh, issues, the border problems. You know ma more than many of the, of the, yeah, of the and, federal and, and we're willing. We're willing to do a lot more. I'm telling you, I mean, we're, yeah. I'm telling you, there is a lot more we can do, but, but they, you know, you, you've heard them. They, they say sovereignty, sovereignty, sovereignty. You know, when, when Vicente Gonzalez brought up this issue, yeah. uh, you know, basically they said, you know, you know. I mean, you know, the NAFTA is a, a, a trade agreement, yeah. but it, you know, you can still talk about security. But it, you know, couldn't be part here. It would have to be a site situation, a site deal. 
But, you know, Vicente is right. I mean, it affects us here in the border uh, itself in so many ways. And we can do a lot more. I, I, that's, I keep repeating that because I said that to President uh, Calderon, Peña Neto, uh, the new administrator, you know, the new persons, I mean, with all respect, hugs uh, over, over um, you know, guns is a different thing. You know who's going to win on that one, uh, on that. I mean, I hate to say that. Representante español, ¿qué resumen nos puede dar para los televidentes de habla hispana que nos van a, van a estar viendo esta, esta entrevista? ¿Qué es lo que usted le gustaría compartir con ellos sobre todo este asunto que se ha estado viviendo? Bueno, primero, esto, cuando hablamos del Tratado Libre, esto va a mejorar este, el comercio entre los Estados Unidos. También este, pusimos este, dólares nuevos este, para proteger este, las aguas, el, 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 el granaje para las áreas en el lado americano ¿no? y en el lado mexicano. Y eso va a mejorar la calidad de la vida que tenemos aquí en la frontera. Uh, la otra cosa que tam también estamos tratando de hacer es trabajar con México uh, para tratar de parar la violencia en el lado uh, mexicano. Pero esto todo depende, como sabemos, en el gobierno mexicano que diga si sí, eh, tomamos la ayuda de los Estados Unidos. Si ellos dicen que no, no podemos hacer nada porque ellos es un, es un país este, separado. La otra cosa que yo estoy tratando de hacer es este, poner dólares este, para tratar de parar las armas este, que se van a, a, a México porque 80% de las armas que hayan con los carteles son americanas y el 40% de esas armas son tejanas, vienen aquí de Texas. Y por eso vamos a hacer todo lo posible para tratar de parar las armas esa es una de las prioridades. Este, los mexicanos me dijeron que son dos prioridades para ellos. El Tratado Libre, que ya estamos ya casi listos, y para las armas eh, americanas, el 80% americanas, que van a México, que crean la violencia que vemos en México. Y si no me equivoco, el plan es de intentar um, que los que están pidiendo asilo lo hagan desde su país de origen. ¿Es correcto o...? Ah, ah sí, la, la pregunta, sí. Uh, este, lo, los congresistas, nosotros, este, si alguien va a pedir ese tipo de, de ayuda legal, este, se debe de hacer en su país. Uh, al mismo tiempo, tener los jueces uh, de inmigración. Por eso puse dinero para ocupar 100 jueces más. El problema es que ponemos el dinero para jueces nuevos, pero necesitamos los jueces de McAllen. Uh, en Laredo, en, la, en las partes de la frontera para mover los casos más rápidamente. Uh, y la otra cosa es, este, muy francamente, cuando alguien pide el asylum, de 100, persona, uh, de 100 personas, 88% se van a rechazar. Nomás van a aceptar el 12% de esos casos. Y la otra cosa que estamos viendo ahorita es que uh, en 2006, eh, 90% de las personas que estaban entrando eran adultos mexicanos. Ahora en los últimos meses, excluyendo los últimos meses, el 73% vienen de Centroamérica, pero al mismo tiempo estamos viendo que vienen personas, y eso es lo que lo estoy diciendo a México, no nomás es un problema de los Estados Unidos, pero si nosotros paramos a esas personas y se, se quedan en, Mexi en México, no son las personas de, nomás de Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, pero tenemos personas que vienen de China, Vietnam, Uh, de África, de Cuba, de, de, de muchos otros países, y eso es algo que este, nosotros también podemos ayudar a, a, a México. Si ellos paran a unas personas que quieren 
este, regresar a esas personas de otros países en otro lado del mundo, los Estados Unidos puede ayudar con recursos. El problema es que no quieren la ayuda de los Estados Unidos por la razón histórica entre los Estados Unidos y México, yo, que yo entiendo. Pero como digo, si hay una casa que se está quemando, ¿importa quién es ese bombero? ¿Importa? Nomás queremos que se pare la lumbre. Y el problema es que allá miran y queremos, queremos ese bombero. ¿Usted? No. Es esta persona. Y, y para mí es la mejor, eh, ¿qué es el mejor interés de la, de la comunidad o de la, de la persona que tiene una casa que se está quemando? Muchas gracias. Yeah. Sí, lo, de, lo, lo que queremos hacer es, este, tenemos este dólares este, uh, para ayudar a las personas que, este, que quieren este, vivir en, este, en unas casas, uh, personas que necesitan ayuda, y por eso este, vamos a hacer ese anuncio para las personas que pueden recibir ayuda para las viviendas. Y eso es importante porque hay muchas personas que quieren vivir solas y eso es los vouchers, el dinero que vamos a ayudar a, a, a las personas. Representante, perdón, uh, perdona que lo hago uh, repetirse, pero en relación al muro fronterizo que se está construyendo independientemente, uh, comentó usted el, el, el privado. Que, el privado. Uh, comentó usted que el gobierno federal no puede intervenir con esa construcción o sí puede. Bueno, ellos trataron y fueron a la corte y parece que el juez Crane este, dijo que podían seguir, pero yo creo que esta compañía privada cuando acaben y se acaban la, el, el, la, el muro, van a ir con el gobierno federal y van a decir, aquí está esto, y lo que yo quiero hacer, voy a tratar, no sé qué van a hacer mis colegas republicanos en el Senado, pero voy a tratar de prevenir el gobierno federal que tome este muro, porque en mi opinión, yo creo que lo que van a hacer, lo quieren construir, y decir, aquí está el gobierno federal, es, este es tu muro, y, y ellos, este, nosotros, el gobierno federal va a pagar el, el mantenimiento de ese, de ese muro. So, ¿Se puede decir que lo están utilizando como un prototipo para presentárselo al gobierno y decir, mire, aquí está, está bien bonito y que el gobierno lo acepte? Sí, y yo creo que no se lo van a dar por un centavo, yo creo que se lo van a tratar de vender, porque bueno, van a gastar unos dineros. Y yo voy a tratar de prevenir esto. Yeah, yeah, they'll do a, a lease or a contract. Yeah, that's If I can uh, further increase the tensions between the Mexican government. The president was in Reynosa just, just recently, and he had made comments about the social conditions. And I was wondering if he could uh, just respond to what the president said. But in particular, he had mentioned to increase the wage of the workers at the at the Aquiladoras. And, 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 and so I was wondering if you could address that, particularly from the standpoint of the USMCA, how is that going to help the workers in Mexico? Yeah, and, and, and there's a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, I think some months ago, last year, he said that he was going to try to get, he, the president, was going to get the wages on the Mexican side to increase. He's trying to level out conditions in the U.S. and Mexico on that. Also, the letter that he sent to Congress, he also said that he was going to raise the minimum wage in Mexico a certain amount every year. If you haven't seen the letter, I'll be happy to send that over to you. Uh, so there are things under the uh, NAFTA 2.0 that actually will help Mexico because we insisted, we insisted that there'll be labor reform and they did big historic labor reform. We insisted that they put in a lot of money 
where they would enforce labor reform over there. And the president on his own also agreed uh, to, uh, uh, to increase the, um, uh, the minimum wage uh, in Mexico. So because of NAFTA, I think that's going to help the Mexican workers uh, through the, the different area. Yeah, through the NAFTA, yes. Um, if I could just uh, ask for a clarifying, yeah, there, yeah. Um, just a clarifying question. There, there were some uh, reports in the media that um, during uh, Department of Homeland Security appropriations that there was a possibility that some language could have been included to prevent the president from uh, taking funds from the military uh, as as he has done, and I see it's in your press packet. Perhaps you address it there, but I was wondering if you could address that because yes. some people and, have said and that, actually, that I, 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 so I wanted to give you an opportunity. That I what? Oh, I, 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 I oppose I, it? That's okay. That's you're you're, 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 you're uh, listening to my opponent. Uh, no, I submitted language, my language, in appropriations in four different areas, and it's all listed here. Homeland, defense, interior, uh, there's another one, of military construction. In four areas where we were successful to stop, uh, to say no funds will be used uh, for that. It passed the appropriations. It passed the House floor, went to the conference committee. As you know, this year there was no conference committee. If you recall, last year I was in a conference committee. This year it was a top four. Uh, um, Schumer, Pelosi, uh, Kevin McCarthy, Mitchell Connell, the top four. So they worked it out and they took out our language uh, from there. We also added language in the National Defense Authorization Bill in the House side also. So there were like five different places that we added, but in conference with the Republican Senate, they, they all stripped it out. Uh, that. Uh, and again, so you don't listen to the politics, uh, there is a one-pager. Guys, do you have my one-pager? Uh, there's a one-pager that says everything, and there's one where actually you'll hear me speak in favor of my amendment to stop no funds will be used for that. Being transferred. Yeah. Yeah, just, just, just a final clarifying question. Um, uh, uh, to, to trade on the new agreement, um, the... Sierra Club, which I'm no longer a part of, uh, has uh, said of the USMC that it is a win for the polluters. Uh, and so I was wondering if you could address some of the uh, uh, environmental quality when, questions. When you have more Democrats than Republicans voting for this trade agreement, first trade agreement I've seen by one extra Democrat, more Democrats than Republicans voted for the trade agreement. There is, what we did here uh, is on the implementing language, we have a new format on environment and on labor that we've never seen that. And Obama did a heck of a job uh, when he was trying to do the TPP. Uh, so, and then plus I just gave you uh, the 200, uh, you know, I asked Pelosi one thing because, as you know, they were looking at different things. I asked for Pelosi one thing. I said, for the environment, the best thing you can do for the environment, I mean, there's different things. At the NatBank, reauthorize it, put some money. She did that. And on top of that, we added an additional $300 million for EPA for border infrastructure. So I disagree uh, with those folks. 
Uh, and and if when you have uh, more Democrats than Republicans voting in favor of this trade agreement, you know it's very strong on labor and it's very strong on environment. In my opinion, I, I, I voted for several trade agreements. This is probably the strongest one for environment and for labor, and this will be a model that can be used for other trade agreements in the future. I think I'm the only member that's ever been at the White House sitting across President Trump telling him why the wall is wrong. He didn't, he didn't agree with me. <laughs> I, could tell, I could tell by his body language, but I think I've been the only one that's ever sat in front of him and told him that the wall is wrong on that. He didn't agree with me, but still. Uh, but I will get you that where we added all those uh, amendments. Uh, that one, again, it's, look, we're in the political year right now, so the other side is going to say all this stuff. But it's all amendments, uh, it's videotape and all that. It's all there. So going back to the private border wall issue, and how do you plan on implementing uh, a procedure or method by, whereby the federal government can't use Fisher's Wall for, it, for its... Yeah, the same way we added language to protect the butterfly center, the, uh, the historical... At language there to say that the federal government shall not uh, acquire uh, a, a <coughs> private, from a private individual, private company, a fence on the wall, I mean, uh, on the border. You worked so hard to get a legislation passed that would protect the neighboring properties, Butterfly Center, the, the uh, state park. Is it disappointing to see that now this private construction project, this three-mile project, is continuing so close to the properties that you protected? You know, th th there is a... Um, um, we have a president that's obsessed with the wall, and there are certain followers that are obsessed with that same obsession. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I mean, you know, because when I put no funds will be used, federal funds. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes, and that's why while I'm trying to come back, you know, it's unfortunate because one of the things that we're looking at is we're looking at we're looking now at some, uh, you know, the certain areas that we need to expand that. What happened was when I first added this, literally it was the last thing that got added to the appropriation bill when I was in the conference committee. L last thing. Got a call from the White House, from the chief of staff, Mick Mullen. Hey, you're trying to tie the president's hand on the border wall. I said, yeah, that's true. And, and, and this time they gave me that language, plus they, they didn't fight me on the historical cemetery. But I want to see how we can expand that. Uh, but you have a president who, you know, uh, you know, I sit on defensive probes, and to have somebody just take billions of dollars yeah. from the military, and the military, says, here it is. I mean, they don't want to. I mean, they fight for every dollar. I know because I, I listen to the Secretary of Defense. I listen to all the different. They fight for that, and they have to go with the president. Here it is. I mean, you saw what happened to the Secretary of Navy when he questioned that seal. Uh, and it's very unfortunate that you got a president that's obsessed with the wall and you have followers like this individual that are just obsessed with that same obsession that the president has. Uh, 2020, uh, the, the November election uh, could change all of this. So we're gonna try to find a way to slow this down. And um, I mean, we can still, put a hole on this uh, if, if 
there's a different precedent, we can definitely put a hole on this yeah. like we've done in the past. Federal wall building efforts have so many hurdles to jump through. They have lawmakers like you uh, fighting the, the appropriations for, for funding that kind of construction. They have environmental concerns, so many different laws, you know, the waivers that got approved. But this is private property, and in Texas everybody knows private property is king. Is mm -hmm. this kind of an experiment to figure out a, an a runaround for all the federal hurdles. Well, you know, a lot of it's going to depend on uh, uh, landowners. Uh, landowners can fight it. You know, what, what they've done in Arizona, New Mexico, and other places, it's been public land. In our and, has yeah, so much yeah, but in Texas, most of the land that we have is private, yeah. pro uh, private owners. And most people expect, you know, the private owners to fight it. But you, or you are going to find once in a while some landowners say, go ahead for whatever reason, and, and if it's their land and it's private money, then we have a, a different circumstance. Uh, this is why I'm hoping that the landowners, uh, the majority of the landowners will say no, don't give them the right of way, I mean the, the right of entry, and delay this to the 2020 election. So what the president is doing now, he's, you know, the homeland requested uh, the Department of Defense, and they're trying to get that money, yeah. and we're trying to slow it down. There are court, you know, there's court um, cases out there, uh, but it's, yeah, if it's a landowner, he owns that land, no federal dollars will be used by that contractor. It creates a different type of circumstance. So the main argument in the government's case against Fisher Industries was that the wall construction could put the U.S. in violation of the 1970 treaty. Um, Fisher gave... Uh, the IBWC some data to run models. The modeling wasn't complete when Judge Crane made his decision. Are you disappointed that Judge Crane made that decision? Well, I, again, I, I don't have all the facts uh, that the judge has, so I cannot substitute my judgment uh, for Judge Crane. Judge Crane is a, is a very smart jurist uh, on that. Um, but I would tell you that, uh, you know, like on the MPP in Laredo, the tent, uh, that they were putting, I told them, hey, this is a flood zone. What are you doing putting this? You, you have to ask the, the International Boundary Water Commission. So I called the, you know, the person in charge, and she said, uh, I'm not familiar with it. I said, well, they already started without you giving the okay. Mm -hmm. A little bit after that, they gave him the okay. So, uh, so what, what we have is, again, I cannot substitute my judgment because I don't have the facts that the judge had. He's a smart jurist. Um, but, but, but again, you know, the International Boundary Water Commission is there for a purpose. They're there for a purpose. Congressman Cuellar recently spoke at the Center for Education and Economic Development in Mission.